Welcome back to Paranormal Dash Spirits. This is a place where we come to get our booze on, talk about the booze, the things that go bump in the night, and I get to do it with all my booze. This is the second half of a two-part series where we talk about our own personal experiences in the paranormal. So without any further ado, let's get back into the podcast. I want to tell you about all the places you can find us. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can listen to the podcast uh, just about anywhere that you go and listen to a podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, you can listen to the YouTube version if you want to, where you get to see the video and get to see what we really look like. And that's at um, 3B Paranormal Spirits on YouTube. Uh, we have a website, paranormal spirit, paranormal-spirits.com. We have a Facebook group, uh, that's Booze with Benefits. We have an Instagram page, and Instagram is paranormal underscore dash underscore spirits, and the dash is spelled out on that one. And same thing for the TikTok. The dash is not silent. Yeah, the dash is not silent, and it is spelled out. The um, and but on Twitter it's still MW Black one nine six six because that's how it works there. Elon won't let you change it. Uh, yeah, no, he won't let me change it. <clears throat> and so I don't know why. Maybe the new CEO will be more uh, forgiving and allow me to change my name on there. But if you go to the website at paranormaldayspirits.com, you can see uh, all the fancy swag that we have there. We have uh, coffee cups, we have coffee mugs, we have trucker caps, we have dad caps, we have racerback um, tees. tees, we have t-shirts, we have... Um, what is a racerback? Is that one of those like this power lifter tops with that's, the string back? Of- yeah, it goes in, it kind of <clears throat> goes in at the top and then comes out. Like the back looks like a sports bra like yeah. that you work out in. Looks sexier. Yeah, so I'm like, oh my God, you know. And then I guess the craziest thing that ever happened when I was out there. Um, so this was Unit 300, mm-hmm. which at that time was a, uh, that was a Jero Psych at that time. I think it still was at the time when they shut it down. So it had been adolescent, it had been a cute psych. One was adolescent. Mm-hmm. When I was, when kids. I was two, yeah, one was one kids, was two kids. kids, yeah, and then, um, but anyway, it had anyway, been, be <laughs> yeah, it it had been <clears throat> Gerald psych at that time, and overflow. So if you had a patient that you know didn't really fit in, or we were full on the other units, they could, you know, house them on house them there temporarily. This woman was in three hundred one, and as the hall goes down, it'd be. It starts on one on the left-hand side, 301, 302, through 305. On the right-hand side of the hall, coming back towards me, it would be 306, 7, 8, 9, 10. It was the smallest unit. only had 10 rooms, yeah. five on each side. So in 301, we had a patient who was restless and told the nurse that she wanted a teddy bear. And the nurse is like, well, what do you want the teddy bear for? She said, this was nighttime, you know, getting ready for bed. And she said, well, this little boy won't stay in the bed with me. He keeps getting up and running around. So the nurse says, okay, I'll get you a teddy bear. You're not supposed to play into delusions, Mm -hmm. um, hallucinations, anything like that. It's like, 
I understand that you see it and that's what you think, but I don't see that. And that's the, the appropriate response to, so that you can help ground them in reality. Per therapeutic communication. But yeah. at some point. At some point, you just give up go and say, yeah. here's, <laughs> here, bear, here's a teddy bear, up. shut up and go to bed. <laughs> so the nurse goes down to the adolescent unit, gets a teddy bear, comes back, gives the old lady the teddy bear. She climbs into the bed, tucks herself and the boy and the teddy bear all in, in the bed, right? She's happy. She goes to sleep. About, it's probably about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. I don't remember exactly. I get a call from admissions, which is out in the main hallway behind us. And so I go out there to pick this patient up because we would get admissions all hours of the day. I go up there, I pick this patient up, and, and they're going to 300, the unit I'm on. So I take this patient back there, and we go to 307. So it's all the way down the hall from this woman on the opposite side and one one room back up so almost to the end of the hall i put her in there with her suitcase and the patients couldn't have their suitcases in their rooms because they could dismantle them and make weapons out of them and all kinds of stuff jesus so yeah um, i mean you have no idea <laughs> you have no idea so I no, said I got to see some of it during the oh, go yeah. live because I, I think I was over. I dismantled it. many a bra I, I, working there because you couldn't have I any saw, underwires. I saw like a major takedown one one when we were there for that software live. Yeah, I, I saw a few. Yeah, you over my de- over a decade yeah. there. Um. Anyway, so i drop her off in 307 i say as soon as you unpack your suitcase bring it up to the nurse's station and i'll put your name on it i'll put an id tag on it and i'll put it in the back for you so i get back up to the nurse's station i sit down and the old lady in 301 starts raising bloody hell i mean hollering screaming comes out into the hallway she's a fall risk anyway so you know we're freaked out at that same time, the lady in 307 that I just dropped off in that room starts raising hell and screaming and hollering. And I go, since I took the one to 307, I said, okay, I got 307. The other nurse says, I got 301. And we go to our separate patients, right? So I get down there, and the suitcase is still on the bed, but the clothes are all over the room it literally looks like that the suitcase just threw up and clothes went everywhere and i asked her she's just freaked out i said what is going on she is obviously terrified i said what is going on in here and she said after you walked away this little boy ran in my room grabbed all my clothes out of my suitcase started throwing it around ran into the bathroom and disappeared. So I get back up to the nurse's station. I take the suitcase with me. I consult with the nurse who had been in 301. Okay. The nurse says in 301, or the nurse from 301, I asked her, I said, what's going on? And she said, the lady in 301 said the little boy got up out of his out of her bed 
and ran down the hall. And so she was running after him. So she's chasing him into the hallway. And I said, you're not going to believe this. I said, the one in 307 says this little boy ran out, ran from the hallway into her room, grabbed all her clothes, threw them around, and disappeared in the bathroom. These two patients did not know each other. They had never seen each other before. One had been admitted for several days. The other one just came in. They hadn't talked. They hadn't, I mean, there was no way that they could have planned, you know, to trip the nurses out. And I'm like, that just happened. Because that, that truly just happened. And this went on all the time at that hospital. It was patients and staff alike. And I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on. But that was one of the, the weirdest things that ever happened there. And uh, anyway, that one, <laughs> I thought that was pretty, it was pretty funny and pretty cool, actually. And then, of course, You've I got some. I mean, there you have video from that. I have video from that unit. Um, it's up on YouTube. You can go to 3B Paranormal Spirits. And you can see the video where I'm videotaping down that. Yeah, you're gonna sit on the nurse station. No HIPAA was violated during. The yeah, there were no patients there. No patients um, there. And you can hear. <clears throat> I go into 301, and you can hear a growl at the nurse's station where I had the camera set up. I mean, it's right there, and you know, and um, and then also over on the adolescent unit and the child unit. I was a child unit. Uh, I was over there one night and called a kid's voice, which that used to be hospice. And there's a lot of kids that passed away was there. A little boy who likes to tear up suitcases. I don't know. It may have been because I'm in there and the EVP, you can hear it click. I heard this click and I said, is that you? Did you make that noise? And I said, can you make it louder? So it, there's a louder kind of snap sound. And I go, okay, that's louder. When I reviewed the the recording later, you could hear the voice, and it is a Class A EVP. She's heard it. I don't know if I played it for you or not, but I mean Class A EVP, and you can hear it's in a kid's voice, and he goes, Hi there. Oh, I've heard that. (laughs) I mean Class A, because it's like no doubt that's what it says. So, and that's not counting all the... Paranormal investigating and all that. Ghost. You did? Yeah. No, that's Adlin moving around, I'm sure. <laughs> or the or the dog. Okay. But anyway. Um So why why let me ask you this. Well, so I've known you for thirteen eleven years. I I you haven't done any ghost hunting in a long time. No. Why did I stop? Yeah, Is that what you're gonna ask? Because I keep asking because I'm like, hey, well, we need to go somewhere and do some mm. some very amateur, <laughs> just kind of farting around ghost hunting. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so it's a really good question. I don't really know why. I think I encountered some because I noticed your digital voice recorder was sitting out. I just happened to be going through some of my old equipment and I found it and I thought, oh, look at that! I want to see if it still works. You know. Um, now we carry like a whole bunch of ghosting equipment in our pockets. <laughs> right. I think that, um, you know, my whole point was I just wanted to, to see more and do more, catch more. And it got to the point to where, okay, I have, I've got pictures, I've got video, I've got 
audio recordings. I've been touched. Um, I've had stuff thrown at me. I've been hit with stuff. Uh, that was all just your ex-wife. Right. <laughs> and that doesn't even count. That wouldn't yeah. even go. That wouldn't even paranormal. Yeah, that didn't even count the paranormal <laughs> investigations. Uh, no, I think that I've I've turned other people on to it. People that had never seen a ghost, you know, and didn't believe in that kind of stuff. I mean, we have friends and former, you know, co-workers and stuff who are total. Oh, yeah. Don't believe any of it. Oh, no. Don't. But take Alyssa, for instance, you know, and she was, she had never seen anything, never heard anything, didn't think that it was real, I don't think. And I took her out to a place that I know was haunted. And, I mean, there. I, I think, didn't disbelieve that people saw what they thought they saw and heard oh, what they at, thought they your, heard. Look at proper communication with a psych patient you're using. Yes, I, I did. <laughs> well, I did it for a long time. No, I really did. I didn't want to say you didn't see that. But I had never encountered anything. So, And it, it still freaks me out. It scares me. I don't well, want to be... I, I think I've seen too many... It's never as awesome as it is in the movies. Yeah. No, nothing's no. ever as impressive as Hollywood makes. I know, it. but I didn't want to be. I don't like to be scared. Like I didn't want to bring anything home with me or have something. You know, I think I've seen enough of these, like, uh, possession movies and such that it's like I don't want to bring that home with me and it starts, you know, rattling things around. So I, I took her to a place that, by my best estimation. It was a Civil War um, POW camp. Oh, Camp uh, Ford. Camp Ford. Yeah. And uh, by my best estimation, there's about 500 people died there. And pretty horrible deaths. Some of them disease, uh, died from wounds, uh, you know, that they got in battle and then died later from infection and, you know, or starved to death, some of them, because yeah. it was just, it was really bad there. And they ran about 5,000 prisoners through there and uh about 500 of them died and there's i've never been out there that i didn't get something have you been out there since the 24-hour gas station at whataburger across yes. the street is yes up? actually yes so yeah. i think the pollution of the noise and stuff no, and that would i i've got cannon fire um there's no battle there there's i caught cannon fire wow. Um, I've got gunshots that not, not audible, but picked them up on as an EVP, um, all kinds of voices out there, uh, full, this was a Confederate run POW camp for union prisoners. Of war yeah. And I mean, I've got, um, I've got EVPs where they're for one, for instance, there was one where I said, um, we were doing era cues uh, where you would talk about something that they might be able to relate to. Um, I was a soldier. I know what it's like to march, you know, and I'm like, man, I've, you know, I've marched a hole in the bottom of my boots and anybody got a piece of leather uh, that I can use to patch my boot. And the EVP came back that said, trade me your watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's, <laughs> You know, it's pretty cool because it's like, okay, that's not just a residual haunting. That's not a residual EVP, you know. That's pretty interesting because wristwatches didn't even exist. Well, there was, pocket you had watches. pocket watches. Yeah, so. pocket watches. Mm-hmm. 
when we went, we did the flashlight test, you know, where you set oh, it yeah, on a yeah. stump and you say mm-hmm. if you can just a little turn mag it, light, just if barely you can turn it. it on. And it did that more than once. And uh, that legitimately, I was like, <gasps> and he's like, you got to be quiet. And I was like, <laughs> but that's freaky. Like, so we were out there and we we're just sitting and just being quiet and watching at this time. And all of a sudden I start seeing something, you know, and I'm like, oh, I, d- I definitely saw that. And it's two legs that are just walking. Not a whole body, just just legs. And I can see I can see the reaction because I'm just sitting there watching it go, okay, I'm seeing that. And I look over at her and she's like... <laughs> like this, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, did you just see that? She's like... I saw two legs. Just no, I said, I said, said yeah, I think, I think I did. And he said, I saw something too. And I was like, I'm, th- I'm thinking in my head, he's going to think I'm Looney Tunes because I only saw half of something. Like, you know, like in my mind, it's got to be a full apparition if it's an apparition, it's like you know? Casper, you know? And I, and he said, well, what did you see? And I said, well, I only saw two legs. But it, and you could see it. You saw it, and then it disappeared behind a tree, and then you saw it come back on the other side of the tree. That's the kind of stuff people catch at Gettysburg, too. I mean, that's, yeah, that's right. Too, and I said, so, it was I said, like it was, and, mm-hmm. and I said, I saw walking. two legs. He's like, me too. And I was like, it didn't have a body. And he's like, uh, like above the torso. Like, it didn't have a torso. And he's like, yep, that, I just saw two legs. And I was like, oh, man. So she got initiated out there. I haven't been out there. That was when I was a kid. And I would go spend weekends at my grandparents. That's where my mom, this is, there was nothing there but a turn in for like a car, little picnic area and a historical marker sign at the time. But that's where uh, it would drop off. Yeah. My grandpa would come in from Winona and she could, from Tyler, that, that was the halfway point was Camp Fort at the, at the marker. But since then they built a, you know, they put those buildings out there. It's like got little barracks that they would have had. Barracks and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So those. And I haven't been out since that was all put up. Right. The little the little cabin they built out there mm-hmm. that would have been a mansion for what those guys had because everything that they had they had to build themselves because they cleaned it up. I mean, this was all trees up to the little pull off uh-huh. on the road for the historical marker. It was nothing but yeah. They've kind of made it like they think it would have looked in some areas. Yeah. So you think about this, and they had like one hammer and one saw for the whole camp. To use, and they had to trade it off, you know, or as they finished building their hutch or whatever, they'd have to pass it off to the next guy, and it went by rank. So, you know, these guys were out there with no kind of way to protect themselves from the elements, and, you know, it would have been pretty rough. But anyway, that's. That was my introduction to it. I always wonder if you quit doing it because of you were so deep into it at a really volatile part of your life, and that you kind of just wanted to put that away. I, I sometimes wondered if it was a subconscious thing. I think that, that you put it away. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like you you do something and then you do you accomplish it. You know, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I've been there, done that. It's kind of like building bobber motorcycles or you know, customized motorcycle. Man, I built a built a really nice one, you know, and did it all myself. It wasn't like I hired it all out somewhere. And so I've done that, though. Well, I'm kind of done with that. I know that I can do it. Uh, building watches. I don't, you know, used to. I was building watches all the time and, and modding them, you know. And it's like, okay, I learned to do that. Okay, well, you know. That's just what he does, though. 
He cycles. But I, he I find something so, he's really I find into. Something that's a challenge. I succeed <laughs> usually, <laughs> you know. And then, then after I do it, it's kind of okay. Well, I've done that. But so I'm, I'm still fascinated in the paranormal. I'm absolutely fascinated in it. I don't really want to go out and mess with it, you know. And I think now too, especially with with Adlin. I don't want to I don't want to expose myself to something oh, attaching attachment of a negative that might want to hang out and come home and see my kid or something you know just I don't I don't want to do I don't want to take that chance you know and I know that there is a chance of that so you, so the next thing that for you we can do together is Bigfoot hunting cuz Bigfoot's not going to follow you home <laughs> It's not going to attach. No, he's not, not going to attach. Not, Sasquatch are not going to attach themselves to you. And, yeah, I mean, it's not Harry and the Hendersons. That's only happened once. Right. So, <laughs> so we've been but all... But I think it would be fun, though, for you to take... To take to, him out? Yeah, to oh, do yeah. it. Like, if we go to, like, one of these places that we know is pretty... Here's whether what we I think we should Whether we can't afford, or, like, Crescent or something. I mean, I I've never been... Jefferson. Jefferson. Jefferson is close enough that we could all just hop in the car and go... And get a couple of rooms, and we could record a podcast there about Jefferson. Because I've never been ghost hunting. I've never gone looking for it. It always finds me. Mm-hmm. It's always strange Speaking to me. Speaking of which, cause go you, ahead. Because you talk to something that's not there. So, but they are there. Silly. You do. Like I had to. I, but they in are all, there. No, I know that. But like you know, honestly, no, for but, somebody like me that's never had an experience, we're walking around. And you're just talking to the air. I mean, because you, you cannot see it, and a lot of the right. stuff that you say you catch, you have, you don't hear it. There's things that you've heard, sure, mm-hmm. but like some of these things you're talking about, how hi there, and things you didn't hear it until you played it back. Okay, uh, Basin Park. You, right. You saw it, saw, you didn't hear it. Oh my God, I saw that. But you didn't hear <laughs> you know? what he said. No, not until the EVP. So that's what I'm saying. So, but people don't, sometimes you don't realize, those are all played back. Like you don't hear them in the here and now. You catch them later, which is really fun. It can be very tedious though. It to is just extremely play tedious. This, we this talked stuff about, back. back. We've talked about that. Yeah. The audio, video. Because it takes so long. But, the, but you have to, and you know, he's a thespian. He was an actor. He did all of this stuff. So it's not weird for him to be talking to somebody and just, and for me, I'm like, I feel ridiculous right now. I, I can see feeling silly. Like, if you can, t- if you're out there, touch out there. that. Turn on the, turn on the flashlight. You know, and it's but like. you know what? It's no sillier feeling than a, uh, Messing around with the Ouija board because you're doing the same thing. Except I will not do that. I've done that. I will not do that. That's not happening. <laughs> no, you should not happen. No, I'm not going to do that. No, I, it's... so. But you get over it. I'm okay. just saying. So I've spilled my guts and I've told a lot of my stories. Of, I've got tons and tons more, but that's basically the gist of it. It's a good ones. Oh. There is one other that you were there, but you didn't know it happened until later. At the house? No, at uh, at your the hotel mother's. The other one I was thinking about is the one that in the in the other house. That's just that ghosts. That, that that came attached to your sister friend. There's also the UFO. There's I've seen UFOs on more than one occasion. I don't think anyone here has seen a, a Bigfoot yet. I haven't seen a Bigfoot that I know no. of. Well, I've I, seen I, Harry and Anderson's. I've seen plenty of ghosts. I've seen ghosts of angry and UFOs. 
Okay, but we've been wow. all over mine. So now I want I want to hear yours because I, okay. I mean yeah, of course I've heard some of them but but I want to hear it from your from the storytelling perspective that you have now. I don't remember anything as a kid. Mm-hmm. The first uh, thing I recall is probably a 21, 20, 21. And uh, I'd gone over to a friend of uh, mine and his the girl he was kind of seeing, loosely seeing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she pulls out a Ouija board. She was a witch. Or, you okay. know, claimed to be a you know, whatever, right? And uh, she said, and we messed around with that thing. And she said there was a uh, demon that lived in her closet that would appear, right? In retrospect, well, no shit, there's a demon living in your closet. You're just in there playing around the Ouija board and witchcraft. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> Probably with mirrors that face each other. So in case y'all hadn't figured out, we we are anti-Ouija board on this on this podcast. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> no one, I have never once seen where something good Came out of playing with one. But you know, that's a really good point because it's like you have all these stories that start with, well, you know, everything is fine. And then we start playing with a Ouija board and everything went to crap after that. You never hear the opposite like you're talking about. It's like my oh, life went so oh great after I played with the Ouija I board. I played the Ouija board and I won the lottery. And I figured, oh, <laughs> I found my true love. I figured out who it was, was haunting me as my old great grandma. And then we've like reconnected through the Ouija board. No, and she that's gave it. me all the winning lottery numbers yes, across see? the top yeah. of the Ouija see, board. She showed ne- me where the where the hidden <laughs> money was. Like that, yeah, that happen. never happens. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, she believed there was a demon in her closet. She they so yeah. Did the demon have a name? I don't remember. It wasn't it was Pazuzu, was it? And didn't you no. say the p word? Um, <laughs> well, Shoot, but make sure the cameras stay on. Said that, okay. Yeah, okay, um, we're good. <laughs> so, I kind of ended up, and I'm not proud of this, but kind of she switched from that guy who was my friend to me. So you stole her. You went. From her. Uh, it was they kind of amicably split. It was you know. It was a, he did hose before bros. He he stole her. Hose before bros. Hose before bros. That's oh, exactly he was what that the smarter was. Smarter one. He was the more intelligent one. And uh, I sensed like a presence. Mm, a child. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, I was at one point, I was with her and I saw the thing. The demon? It was in the bathroom actually. And she had a candle, candles on the, on the bathroom counter. Mm-hmm. And a apparition of a, almost a black mist that turned into what appeared almost like a cloaked figure appeared so you watched in it the can i watched essentially it. form yeah okay were you on any kind of hallucinogens at the time no no okay. no probably just, wondering- just probably just some boone's farm right? well that doesn't make you strawberry sing. fields yeah yeah tickle pink <laughs> <laughs> and uh it went it had a motion like this and i i don't i should you not it cut one of those candles in half like somebody had taken a samurai sword and went right through that candle. Like that candle went out, and it got up and went over there and looked, and it had been cut in half. So and the you, thing went away. So you stood there. At I the, was actually laying assuming, in the bed, but if you want to get technical, but you were laying in the bed. Yeah, but you could see the bathroom. Um, yeah, so bed, bath, bedroom, 
entrance to the bathroom right in front of it. Like you could. So you're looking at bedroom. it here, right? And you see this thing. Do that. And it just it cuts the candle in half. Cuts the candle in half, so like the, that. Then it goes dark in there. Then the light starts flashing in the closet. Right, it's one of those chain things, and, uh-huh. I, was, and, and I was like. Enough. So was the chain going? No, no, just the light was flickering on and off. And okay. I said, enough of this shit. And I walked over there and I grabbed the chain and ripped it out of the ceiling. Out of the fixture, yeah. You got greater stones than I do. But you know, she said that she never saw it again. It never came back. Hmm. And then whatever, it turned on the bathroom light and stuff and saw that the candle was cut in half. Okay, so how, then... How freaked out were you? Pretty freaked out. Yeah, but, but I, I had had be. enough Boone's Farms or whatever that I was. I had some liquid courage. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, amazing how to do that, won't it? Yeah. And uh, it was around those times I had those, the, interestingly enough, the sleep paralysis and the very similarly shaped thing holding me down in the bed. So do you think it was the same thing? It's possible, because there was yeah. a Ouija board involved. Um mm didn't learn a lesson then had messed around with them a few times since i mean not in the last you know, we, board years you know at least 20 Ouija 15, board? 20 years yeah you played with the Ouija board oh yeah did it do its thing or yeah yeah, yeah sure it always did does it do its, its thing um, no, i mean you know because i've heard of people trying to do it and nothing happens and then i've heard of people doing it and it happened well We'll get to that. So, okay. So, my friend, uh, so a few years later, or this was around kind of the same time, but I had a friend whose mother was a real estate agent and she was handling the sale of this house. You can actually go look at it now. It's an old antebellum mansion at the corner of Rusk and Broadway here in Tyler. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was kind of in bad condition. The white paint was all peeled up and crackled all up in those columns. Right. You know, it had the giant columns. And I'd gone in that house during the day. We'd gone to talk to his mom about something. And, and uh, it was creepy in there during the day. Mm-hmm. But I was telling a friend of mine, this girl, I was like, oh, yeah, you got to see this place. We'll go up there, you know, at night. And we drove up there and pulled up on the Rust, on the Rust Street side, you know, mm-hmm. parked right there, got out of the truck. We make it the, I don't know. 60 70 feet to the porch as soon as the foot hit the porch the lights came on in there and a shutter on the window by the kitchen started going bang 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 and that distance i cleared in about two steps going back to the truck see you don't need you don't need brinks you don't need any of these security systems you just need to have your house to to be haunted okay so there was that I have no explanation for that. I don't remember a whole lot of anything else weird until uh, I was married. And we moved in. We bought a house. And I remember asking the uh, agent. Actually, it was for sale by owner. And I mean, it was the children of the elderly couple that had owned it. So, And they had, their mother had just passed away in hospice. Mm-hmm. Because I did specifically ask, because they said they were selling the house because their mother just passed away. And, she, and I said it. I didn't care. Uh, was, was it here? Like, not in the house, right? And she's <laughs> like, no, no, no. She was in hospice. Did not think to ask about the husband. 
about their dad. Because he did. Probably. I feel like yes, right? Mm. So fast forward a little bit. There is some... Nothing happened in that house until... I'm just going to leave it at marital strife. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you were describing. A lot of fighting. There was some pretty negative energy going on in there. Mm-hmm. And then poltergeisty stuff started happening. And the first thing happened, I come home from work and there was a potted plant that had been on top of the refrigerator. And my ex-wife says that it was, it flew off across the room and smashed. Now I didn't witness this, so I cannot say that's true or not. But (laughs) what I can tell you is she and I were laying in bed. So there's bedroom here that is the master. Mm-hmm. bedroom here which was for my stepdaughter right so she's in there she would have been this was before Mara was born she would have been seven I believe at the time so she's sleeping in here we're in here so the bed is centered the door coming in is here I'm trying to lay this out so you have a visual right so to my right is a door that is cracked open that goes into the hallway and then the wall behind us is shared with my stepdaughter's bedroom. So her door is cracked too. So that, that way, you know, we can hear if there's, mm-hmm. and, uh, we are in that. We hadn't gone to sleep yet. We're not even in the hypno good luck, hypno guy, whatever it's called. We're not even in you. that. Right. But we are laying there in bed, eyes closed. Or it goes, yeah. So as loud as you can imagine, I don't want to bang on the table or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit yeah, there, it's mics. And... Starting at this wall, it's like someone is going bang, 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 banging their fists on the wall. And it starts here. And, it, and you can hear it. You can hear the, the Doppler effect of it, right? It's moving around. <laughs> down this wall, down this wall in front, which is an outside wall, down this wall to the left, which is an outside wall. But this wall here, it was not. An outside wall. This was internal. This is an internal wall. This uh, the external, external, internal, external, external, internal. So it starts here on the internal wall. Boom, 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 boom. Painting behind the wall, behind the bed, falls off the wall and goes behind the headboard. Boom, boom, boom. Door slam shut. No, I'm out. And we're both like, what the fuck? Please tell me that you just, and she, we, we, I mean, this is, we both, I mean, we both basically said WTF the exact same time. Like, oh my God. She's like, go check on Mallory. Like, take the guns are put away. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) I literally grabbed his Swiss army knife out of the nightstand because as the cloak, because the guns were put away Mm because my stepdaughter was seven. So I couldn't, it's not like today where I can just keep stuff laying around and uh i go up there and i and her door's cracked like it's supposed to be and she's sound asleep sound asleep so i cleared the rest of the house with my little swiss army knife and so but then the next day mallory says that there was an old man that leaned over her bed and told her that everything's going to be all right and not to worry during the that boom, same boom, time, boom, late boom, night, boom, yeah. Or yeah, it's that same night. So, 
Then there were a few, and then uh, my ex took a travel nurse job away to a different state, mm-hmm. and I was there by myself in the house for a while, for 13 weeks. Um, stuff would happen. The cat would perk its ears up, you know, and it would look back down the hall, like the way I had the couch set up where I would watch TV this way, and the hall going back to the bedrooms was back behind me. Mm-hmm. But cats would perk up and look down the hall and then I would look myself and I would catch shadow movement of movement almost a residual kind of thing moving up you know or someone who has to get up a lot during the night to use the bathroom coming to use the bathroom and pee <laughs> oh and then God. going back down the bedroom and I started just acknowledging it and saying hello hey how you doing and so my assumption was this is what I believe that the old man that comforted my stepdaughter was the man who would the original owner of the house and that what I would see coming up and down the halls when I was there by myself, cause nothing negative or scary other than, I mean, unless you just get scared seeing a shadow move up and down the hall or the banging, but nothing like that happened when I was there by myself. I see. I see. And I was, Hey, how you doing tonight? I would just say that we got along fine. Right. Mm-hmm. No problems. Um, and at some point, I realized that the Ouija board was still out in the in the garage attached mm-hmm. garage storage that I had had from when I was single, you know, and totally forgotten about. I got rid of that, and I, there is a concurrence with me getting rid of that. I just let the trash man take it. I didn't burn it. So let him take mm-hmm. it with him. And uh, I, I don't think you're supposed to, are you? I don't know, but that did. That and uh, there was a reconciliation and a stop in the fighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, my daughter was conceived and stuff. And so that, and then we sold the house. So get this: we sold the house to my stepdaughter's dad, to her previous husband, and I bought his house. So we bought each other's houses. Oh, that's weird. Did you tell him it was haunted? Yeah, he still lives there. Mm. He still lives there. He has never seen anything, but my stepdaughter did because she lived, continued to live there for years and she would see stuff, you know, but nothing negative. She wasn't ever scared of it necessarily? wasn't mean or anything? No, I don't think, no. There was nothing negative. The, that all stopped once the fighting stopped. So I feel like the It was pol- feeding off of that the, energy. That was not the old man. That was a poltergeist or element something that's drawn in by strife and negative energy mm. and possibly also the fact that 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 wage board was still out there somewhere yeah. in, the, in the garage mm-hmm. but that was the uh that was the most intense and most re- uh, nothing weird that i've seen in the house that i live in now although my daughter claims mm-hmm do have seen my grandmother sitting on my mother's bed. My mother passed away too, but I haven't seen either one of them. Right. Um, the only th- wing weird that I can't explain that's happened to me have been like the John in my ear mm-hmm. and the whistler, which we talked about, which I yeah. hear the, the whistling on the other side of the garage. Yeah. Door. You need to tell the whistler story because that's, okay. <laughs> I'm going out into the garage I don't know if I'm taking some empty cans to put them in the recycle bag or if I'm going to get some fresh Diet Cokes, but either way, it involved Diet Coke. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything revolves around Diet Coke. Your world revolves around Diet Coke. <laughs> I do love me some Diet Coke. Half too, my yeah. bloodstream is Diet Coke. <laughs> um, the other half, scotch. No, no. <laughs> the other half is liquid death sparkling water. From <laughs> um, so I'm he going said that out. like we have a sponsorship. <laughs> so That is the next call. <laughs> Monster. <laughs> Lagavulin. Um, anyway, I go out to the garage. So when you walk out from the, there's like a, a sort of a garage foyer or whatever that comes from the. Foyer? Foyer. Foyer. <laughs> foyer. <laughs> my Chester drawers. <laughs> well, it is Texas after all, you uh, know, the, so. So you walk out from that in, into the garage, right? So mm-hmm. the, the equivalent of your door going in. Yeah. And I uh, open that door. The garage door is like right here, mm-hmm. two feet away on my right. Open the door, get a couple steps in. <laughs> that may not be the tune, but it was a musical tune. And it is right there. As if someone is literally... I My assumption was there was a live human standing right there like about, i thought i was well, i looked at the windows because they're kind of up high on the right they were going to be looking back at me but oh that would have been creepy oh no so have, i'm like step yeah, back through the cool. door <laughs> i close the door Spider-Man. and i go through the back door and go around the back side of the garage into the side yard quickly as i can and uh I very quietly open that side gate so I can come around, right? And there's nobody there. Get them. And there's nobody down the street. And we live on top of a hill. You can see, you know, quarter yeah, mile I can this ad- way, quarter mile that way. Yeah, I can attest. You can see a long way. Pretty and good even ways the, to the left. Even the road straight ahead. Yeah. Oh, you can see all the way down the loop that way. Yeah. There is no one. Mm-hmm. So I have no explanation for that. That shook me a little bit. Cause How long ago was that? Ah, it's been a few years ago. Okay. I fully expected there to be some hooligans up to shenanigans in my driveway. Right. Nothing at all. That was no bird. Shenanigans. That was no bird. Some ne'er do wells. (laughs) Some use. That wasn't a night. A night. Some local utes. Oh my god. Up to no good in the driveway, and there was nothing there. John has broken out the eighteen hundred thesaurus. Yes. Now my daughter, like, she won't go upstairs, which is above the garage. She won't go up there at night by herself. Oh, really? Why? I don't know. She says it creeps her out. Creeps her out. There's something up there. I've never seen anything. I spent many a night up there. You know, that's whenever Terrence in town, that's we we kind of move into there. Mm -hmm. Never nothing. Hmm. Nothing at all. I'll walk through that house all the time. Lights all off. Never feel anything. No. Mara says she used to see something sitting on the edge of the couch. But, like, if she went to the kitchen, when she come back, she won't even look. And there's a mirror that faces back that way, and she won't look in it. I don't blame her. I probably wouldn't either. Eh, it, I, I'm, not, uh-uh. I'm not particularly brave. I've just never sensed it, other than the whistle thing, mm-hmm. anything in this house. Because we've lived in it since it was new. I oh, mean, really? Our Y'all, family's you owned the that, only Our family owners. has owned that house since 1973. 
And you you built the house or whatever. Yeah. It was just like this. It was a new construction then. Yeah. So there's no reason unless there's something attached to the so land. So other than that and then the John in your Or to somebody ear. living there or... Like, like my grandmother. Or one of the thousand... This is not where the shadow people happened. No. No. No, no. That, that was in college. But there's... Apartment. Your dad collects particular objects. Clocks, right? Sure. Yeah, antique clocks, yeah. I never thought about that. Something might attach to or that might have been their favorite clock or whatever. Let me tell you this. So one time the dog, one of our dogs, well, he's passed away now, but he he got loose. And I thought maybe he got, there's still woods. Mm -hmm. There's 19 acres of woods behind the house. That is crazy. I I know. He's in the middle of town. It's It's like Central Park or something, you know. Origin. I know who owns it. You let's let's talk to them. We need to. <laughs> um, well, no, they need to come clean up the freaking trees that are hanging over the fence. Oh, because because uh, um, it hasn't. I mean, nothing has gone on there in years. I remember when the you know back in the eighties when you know there you could walk from my house that dead end street next to my house. You could walk right into the woods. There was a trail going up there, and we'd swear we'd throw dirt clods at each other and all. Mm-hmm. But now it's jungle. Like, wow. You can't even get through there. It's so overgrown. You have to go down the street two blocks north and cut back in. There's a trailhead there. Yeah. So I'm looking for the dog. And this is July of 2020, if I correct. And uh, so I go down, find the trailhead. Get, I thought, he's gone off in the woods, right? And... Uh, I went through there and uh, I start finding, I stumbled upon some weird stuff. Like, so you've seen structures, tree structures, right? That kind of stuff. But the miniaturized version. Not Bigfoot sized, but miniaturized. Where trees have been put in those triangular things and twisted around and stuff and then then i find a tree house that's been made of all natural materials all sticks and wood tied together Mm -hmm. and uh but small too small for even human children to play in Hmm. and i started getting creeped out and I'm like, Marley, you're on your own. Right. I don't even want to touch this stuff. Interesting. Hmm. I got I serious willies from that. And really? I took pictures. I have pictures. I'll send you pictures. And you. Um, That's strange. I got this thing like, I always, I think of the Fae kind of, you know, like the wee people. Oh, Yeah. Or, you know, and the Native Americans, they had names for that, too. You know, mm-hmm. just like we Irish and Scots have names for the, mm-hmm. We people. Yeah. And that yeah, that's the kind of feeling I got. I got this creeped out feeling like I'm intruding in some sort of elemental small things territory that I don't need to be in. And I got the hell out of those woods. I take mm. it the dog came home. Oh, he was in dog jail, turned out. He'd been picked up. Oh, he was at the <laughs> Animal shelter. Yeah. Nah, he's a. He's at the dog. He got arrested. Yeah, we had to go. We had to go. Where was he found at? Down the street. 
Somebody called? Yeah. That's awful. He was not the friendliest to strangers. So. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, and so I didn't go back there until this past November. Taryn was in town. I told her about it, sent her pictures of it. She said she wants to see it at night. No. Mm-mm. It was broad daylight when I saw it. And I'm like, yeah. are you sure you want to do this? So, you know what? This was right after my mother passed. I'm like, you know, you know, let's do it. It's November. It's nice and cool outside. You know, we'll go down here. And uh, we went and looked at it at night. Still there? Still there. That's strange. Still there. Did it look different? Disturbed? Changed? It kind of panicked me because at night it's much harder to find your way back to the trail. Oh, no, To no. get the hell out of there. That's a... No. Because you can't go So Blair Witchy. Because there's, there's a creek that runs through there. So you have to get through that to get to the back parking lot of uh, the Grove and Woodland Hills Baptist Church are kind of back up to that, to those woods. But you can't get to them because of the creek. So it took a while to find our way back to the trail. At, and this is like at 10 at night. Oh, it's black. It's it's Blair no Witchy. It is. <laughs> I can't call that paranormal. Could have been kids built it. Yeah. But that's the first time my hackles have raised in a long time is when I found that. In July, my uh, the hair is standing up like it's freezing cold. And I was like, Mm-mm, there's no way I'd come at night. And then she talked me into going at night. but And we survived. But <laughs> Wow. That is weird. I'll have to show you pictures of it. And you'll see what I mean. It's like, what is going on back here? <laughs> what kind of Blair Witch True Detective Season 1 shit is going on back here? <laughs> so we've... We've kind of gone through all of our and spilled our guts and opened our hearts up and and told all our stories and everything and and uh, we've got other stories too. There's lots of I've got tons of stuff from investigations or ghost hunting, whatever you want to call it, and UFO stuff. We have UFO sightings that we've had uh, that recent, we can, yeah, that I, we can I share on another. Recently, my daughter and I both saw them. We'll have to hit that one up on a different one. Yeah, Can I, I just so. say that my other one that you didn't mention, because I don't have a whole lot, okay? I don't have a whole oh, lot. Well, go right ahead. And I'm fine with I'll not follow. having a whole lot. I really am. I'm fine in my little world over here. Okay. But there were two instances that I remember that one made me feel good and one was like, uh-uh. When we had a oh, sister friend living with us for a short time, who was going through marital strife, mm. and she came, it was supposed to be a couple weeks, it ended up being like six but at one point, you said, I was standing, that's when we, when you went into our living room, there was this little, like, mini hallway alcove, and then it was the master. Mm-hmm. And I was standing in that doorway that went to the master. You were sitting in the living room. Okay. And you looked off, and you looked back at me, and we talked about it late. You said, I'll talk to you about it later. Yeah, I remember and that. And you had said that there was a, it was a man which no, what you thought I saw something. You saw something standing behind me. It was a full body of something. Mm-hmm. And this that, is in Flint. This was in yeah. Flint. We had never felt anything here before. I'd lived Texas, there. Texas, not Michigan. Yes, lived there. You know, eight years this time. And and it crossed back into the bedroom behind yeah. me, and you never saw it again. Mm. And you had sensed it, it before. Yeah. The, but. It left. When she did. When she left. And so he's convinced so whenever, she brought it. I think so. With her. Yeah. It's, it's attached. There's something about 
I think it attached to her. Domestic strife or turmoil. I swear. Or people really in uh, liminal situations that draw in something. Yeah. It could be those same shadow I, people, trans-dimensional things that and, are attracted to so, I don't And I know. asked him, I said, but you does know it that, want, do you feel, because at that point, you know, you're very in touch with that. I feel like you've had these feelings and emotions when mm-hmm. you see these things you can you've told me before that you felt like that was good or that was like negative versus positive and you said you didn't feel like it was negative you thought it was just there checking things out that it was curious mm-hmm. and she came from a very old home and she was coming to our house to escape the marriage that she was in not escape like and, abusive necessarily uh, but I, I, was just yeah. getting out of the well, situation I, I truly believe that for whatever reason, that for me, the veil has always been it's thinner. thinner. Yeah, you can sense things. So what gave you the sense that this was not, I mean. That it wasn't. That it was okay. So. Because that's not going to be okay with me if I see something. It's great if I see my mother or my grandmother, that'd be awesome. But if I see a stranger, because not necessarily going to be okay with that. Okay. I was okay with it in that one house, but there have been on a few occasions where I have felt something, things, whatever, and it's a feeling, and I don't know how to describe it to you anything other than that, because I was working at uh, more more beyond just you know the hackles when you sense because I mean I have that too, or I sense something. I have seen I've seen a ghost walk past me in a hallway. I mean, literally, we met in the hallway, and I didn't even realize. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even realize <laughs> that. Oh, that was a ghost until it passed. I'm like, and it was already gone. But then I've had things walk up behind me or move up behind me, as the case may be. And you, so I believe that we are spiritual creatures. I think that we have a spiritual energy about us. And there's there's a verse in the Bible that says, and you know me, I'm not all biblical and everything, but there's a lot of good things that are written in the Bible. And one of there's a verse that says, your spirit bears witness with his spirit, vice versa, or something like that. How's it go? My spirit bears witness with your spirit. And by your fruits they will know you right so it's literally it's kind of like okay so you know when you're sitting in classroom you're sitting in a classroom and you just there's somebody watching you back over Mm -hmm. here right and you turn and there's somebody watching you right Right. i think that our spirits connect touch bump into each other and it's just like you meet people and you know that they're, you know, something not right about you. Like you know, that fella at the liquor store. like that feller at the liquor store. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't trust you. You know, I wouldn't leave anything, probably anything no. expensive sitting there out around there. No. <laughs> so, but you know what I mean? I mean, it's just that you just automatically know. And it's the same thing when you see, sense, feel a spirit or demon or whatever there's a feeling you get and with that it was just like it was just passing through it was just checking (laughs) on stuff and that's it you know 
So I, I always get the, I keep saying the hackles, but you know what I'm talking about, where the hair yeah, stands hair up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. You know? <laughs> uh, I remember once going to the, you ever been to, you ever been to the Goodman House here in Tyler? Mm-mm. So the Goodman House is up on North Broadway. Mm-hmm. It was a, it's an antebellum mansion. Yeah. It's a museum, and you can take a tour, you know. Can you still tour there? I, I guess. I think so. Oh, there's, they used to have docents and stuff. You would go and... Mm-hmm. It's a short tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember walking in. So if you're standing on Broadway looking at the house, it would be the upstairs right bedroom. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's kind of taped off. You can only go so far into it. I remember walking in there and just everything standing up. And I was like, mm-hmm. and I stepped right back out. <laughs> it's, I believe. 10 to 4, Tuesday through Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There and you go. The, the, the McClendon house also is haunted, by the way, as well. Yeah. That, uh, which one just burned? I have a friend whose uh, father's girlfriend used to be one of the uh, caretakers, and she had some key holders at the place. And, uh, do it books out on a nightstand in one of the bedrooms and then it would be open to certain pages and she'd move it back and it would be moved again the next day so to the same page here's what i want to do but i want to moving forward i'm on my story okay go ahead you got to talk for an hour and a half and i want 10 minutes (laughs) and you're gonna look at me like that far be it for me you have raised her hackles oh my god would you please thank you it wasn't even mine it was yours but you told me about it go ahead there was a whole thing about how mediums say that um people if there's one thing that spirits do they always attend their own funerals Mm -hmm. that that's what they sense that they like i think oh i know what you're going everyone has because I asked you about this and you said that mm-hmm. they've all been people that are but known to be mediums um, uh, that they go to funerals and the deceased is always there to see essentially I guess they're being nosy who's who's showing up to the funeral oh, and who's go, not I you know definitely go to mine to make sure that everybody did it right and if they didn't Haunt some people. It's going to be some poltergeist activity. Which you know I guess kind of makes sense like maybe after your funeral you go to the light or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway so we had been talking about this because when my great grandmother died, which we were blessed that she, I mean, my dad had a grandmother until he was 58 years old. Wow, and I mean, so we had five generations cause Adeline knew her great, great grandmother for three years. You know, we have pictures with her. So she was 99 and a half when she died. And this woman, I told him, I said, if there's anybody that's going to go to the light and not hang out at her funeral, it's going to be my grandmother. Because she is sitting at the right hand of Jesus. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I caught the signal. I knew what he was talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, you just do what you want. I'm sorry. And she she always said she would live to 100. And I was like, well, why not? I said, you, you're well on your way. You're not even, you know, she still lived essentially on her own. Anyway. She died in September, and she would have been 100 in February on Valentine's Day. So anyway, she just, she really, she loved the Lord very much. So I always told Mike, she she really did. She really did. And I said, she already went to see Jesus. She's not hanging out. She doesn't care. She does not care. And then we are um, at the hotel 
to go to her funeral the next day. And my, we were sharing a room with my, my uh, there's four of us in a hotel room. And my parents leave, or my daughter leaves with my parents, and it's just him and I together in the room because my parents aren't believers and everything like that. It, believers in the paranormal. And Mike is like, okay, so now everybody's gone, I can tell you. So my grandmother was one of these people. She was born in 1919. When she saw you, and she's a little bit thing. When she came up to you, she hit you really hard on the back, on your back. Like, hey, you know, like, how you doing? You know, like that kind of thing. It used to drive my dad insane. Because she'd hit you hard. Oh, yeah, she'd hard. smack you. So Mike says, so I'm in bed last night, and I'm in the middle of sleep. I don't even know what time he said. It was in the wee hours, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and something real hard hits him right on the bottom of the foot. And I said, well, that's mama. I'm like, who else is going to come up and hit you at the bottom of the foot the day before this, ma- this or the night of this woman's funeral? Then mama herself, because she hits people that hard. <laughs> like, that's what she does. He said. She really would. She'd walk up and just smack you when she'd say, you just, bam. Not to be mean, just yeah, a greeting. Just, that was her greeting. But that, in the middle of the night, he was hit on the bottom of the foot. And it, was, it made me happy. Like, it was one of those feelings, you know, that I was like, aw. Like, she was basically like, Bye. You know, like this yeah. was our, because she passed away in her sleep. So, you know, um, very peaceful. But it would, I don't know, that made me feel good. Like that was yeah. one of those things that was like, that oh. That is one of those feel good things. Like it, it really did. It made me feel. But other than that, I don't, I have nothing. So there's my story. Now I'm done. I could, I could tell you, we could spend a whole hour talking about my dad after he passed, you know, because yeah. he hung around for a long time. But anyway, I just, I don't have any stories, so that's all that I had to bring to the table. I just wanted to share that because it makes me happy. Yeah. That one makes me happy. Well, you had stories of Camp Ford where he took Yeah, I have that. Yeah. I mean, I have that incident, yes. Yeah. But I never lived in a haunted house or anything. like. Thank the Lord. I don't recommend it. I don't I mean, want to. Let me just make that known right none now. Of those, I want none of those times when I was living in a haunted house did I ever say, oh, it's the best time of my life. <laughs> It was a horrible time in my life. Yeah, I don't want any part of that. And I'm so, not saying that I do. I mean, but. the old man was like a cool roommate who just kind of leaves you alone, does his own thing. Yeah. But the other thing that just, was but there. But he didn't pay rent. He didn't pay rent. But the other thing that was there, you don't want to be in that house mm-hmm. or whatever that was. No. I think we need, and there's a couple of things that I takeaways from tonight that I, I want to want us to do. One is Jefferson. Yes. So that John can get the experience of sitting there all night long with a. I've done. I did it in that haunted hotel in, in Kansas City. I sat there it, like down in the the old timey part where you're supposed to see the blue lady and all that. Shit, yeah. And just sat there for an hour, like talking to the air, asking, "Is anyone there?" And taking <laughs> right. pictures and stuff. And I got nothing. So we need to do that. Okay. And we need to spend one. We need to spend an episode talking about our UFO experiences. That one, I truly. Unless something happens between now and when we film it, I don't have anything to contribute. <laughs> I tell you and what, I'm okay with that as well. Now that you might just That's, have There's no, so I know. much I, on. I agree. I mean, everywhere, everybody's seeing it. I, you know, I don't so. even consider it paranormal anymore at this point. It's just normal. It's, it's, well, yeah. Yeah. It's one Maybe of those abnormal. things. That's, abnormal, but not paranormal anymore. It's. Yeah, once no, the government it's not says, yeah, it's real, we don't no, know. Everybody what it knows is. it's real now. The whole world yeah. knows it's real. Nobody can say that we are crazy, we don't tinfoil know. hat people for. Right. <laughs> like they did. Like they did. Yeah. Like they used to. Oh, Mari used to make fun of me until a couple oh, months ago when we walked outside and she saw it too. Yeah. And it creeped her out, but I so was I was enraptured. But, let's do that. It, let's talk enraptured. about that. All right. Let's spend one on just our personal uh, experiences. 
And when we do that, I've got a very special treat. So, okay. surprise, surprise. Does it involve food? Treat? It does not. Like food? Oh, it does not. Dang. It is not served That's my favorite kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like food. All right. Y'all have a good night. Thank you for spending your time with us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.